Lions fans. It's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where Kool-Aid runs blue, faces turn red, and rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is the Detroit Lions Podcast. Hey Lions fans, Michael Gray here for the Detroit Lions Podcast with a post-week six edition of About Last Game. These are kind of getting fun. Let's take a look at just exactly what Detroit did in Tampa Bay. Before I get started, remember to subscribe to the channel, hit that notification bell, and keep track of every single thing that we're doing here at the DLP. It is the uh, subscriptions that keep us in business and keep all of this stuff free for the world. Um, first of all, massive credit to that Lions offense for being able to change plans the way that they needed to when Tampa Bay first shut down the run game and then injured David Montgomery on that big play that uh, put him on the shelf with the hurt ribs. It was something to see this Lions team come in with an obvious play to run the football the way that they always want to run the football and then have it not work. They were able to go to some off-speed stuff, completely reformat their offense, and get going on a game when they only had 40 yards on the ground, and that includes rushes from Jared Goff. Uh, Not ideal. It's not the way you want this offense to work. It's not the way it's designed. But they were able to shift on the fly. Ten guys caught passes, and they completely changed their attack mid-game and then made it work. Winning by two touchdowns when... You only scored 20 points. It's a nice day. Comprehensive team win, and the offense really got things going when they needed to at a time when, let's be honest, Sam Laporta didn't have a great day, four catches on 11 targets. There was nothing from the run game, and Tampa Bay was dialing up pressure the entire game long. That defense is real for the Bucs, and they came with it. And Detroit needed to change the plan. They were able to change the plan and then go get a big win. Speaking of that change of plans, let's just say it. Let's just all say it out loud. Jared Goff is as good as any quarterback in the league right now. He is playing at an elite MVP type level. There's absolutely no more disputing it. There's no more qualifiers. Don't you dare get near me with any of those Mike Tirico asterisks. Jared Goff is balling out of his mind. And it's not just this game, although... This was easily his best game of the year. I wrote a bunch of stuff out. Uh, 30 of 44 for 353 and two touchdowns. That's a nice day for any quarterback. And Jared Goff made it look easy. The entire offense was on his right arm. Like I said before, when they had to get away from the running game and just go to throws, that told Tampa Bay to dial up pressure, and he stood there and delivered all game long. Ten guys catch passes. Amon Ross St. Brown goes off. Again, uh, all the notes I took. Uh 12 for 124 and a touchdown. That that's that that seems that seems pretty good. Um on the season, Jared Goff is fifth in yards, third in average per attempt, fifth in TDs, fourth in rating, and fourth in QBR. The guy is playing elite ball. Period. Full stop. We don't have to say because of Ben Johnson and you don't have to say any other thing to qualify that statement. Jared Goff is an elite quarterback. He's playing as good as anybody in the league. And it should effectively end the conversation about whether or not you can win because of Jared Goff. Because that was always the neat thing that people like to do with Goff. 
you say it would tell you. He's a good system QB. You can win with him, but you can't win because of him. Well, the Lions had no shot at this game without Jared Goff. Without him going crazy and throwing all of those touchdowns and doing all of that work from the pocket and handling the pressure and throwing into those tight windows that we've seen all season long, the Lions aren't winning this game. Jared Goff got it done on the offense. Get to the defense in a bit, but for the sake of everybody, get all in through the nose. Jared Goff is an elite quarterback. As good as Goff was, he didn't do it alone. This is getting redundant, but Detroit's defense is real, and they were really, really good in Tampa. When you could go on the road to somebody else's field and win by two touchdowns and you only need 20 points to do it, your defense was balling out. This is all on a day where, much like the offense needing to shift the way they do things, the defense got its least production out of Aiden Hutchinson all year. He only had one quarterback pressure. So they had to find other ways. They had to generate pressure with different blitzes and attack schemes, and most notably, just getting Baker off this spot with the front four. Now, certainly, if you go through and watch the All-22s, and I'm sure the secondary is watching the All-22s in Allen Park as we speak, there were going to be some things to clean up. There were some exchanges between the corners and the safeties that left some guys wide open, and Baker had some open shots to make, but he couldn't make them. Part of that's because the pressure was in his face. Part of it's just, uh, I don't know, call it a little bit of blind luck. There are things to improve for that secondary, but the improvement's going to come after a fourth straight win and a game where you held the opposition to two field goals totally. That's a nice little day for anybody's defense. You're getting to see this, this squad come together, much like last year, and improve as the season goes on, but without the disastrous start from which to improve from. Last year, obviously, was a dumpster fire. They were on pace to sell all kinds of records, and then they got right in the second half of the season. This year, the Lions' defense has gotten better each week. They've actually influenced the coaching, and you certainly saw that with Dan Campbell punting the ball, kicking a 52-yard field goal, no fakes, not going forward on fourth down, trusting his defense to choke the life out of Tampa Bay in that offense, and they did it yet again. Now, there are other challenges down the road. We'll talk about that game in Baltimore here later this week. But for this week, the defense showed up and made it almost impossible for Ben Johnson and Jared Goff to not get a win in Tampa Bay. It's been something to see. They are, and again, uh, writing down notes, uh, they are number one, the best, in the league at rush yards per game. They are making teams one-dimensional. They did it to Tampa Bay yet again, and it is a sight to behold this team playing complimentary football and being a top five, top ten unit on both sides of the ball. There is also the fact that this team has become truly impressive at playing through injuries. Nobody wants that. They're a fact of life in the NFL, and the Lions have had their share. But you wouldn't know it by the way that they produce on the field. Obviously, David Montgomery goes down with a rib injury. He is the latest addition to the injured list. But you've lost CJGJ. Emmanuel Mosley had a failure to launch. Haskell is out. Julian Aquara has spent time out. We Amon Ross A. Brown didn't play last week. And on and on and on. Gibbs is out. Now Demo's out. It's it's not ending, and it won't, but this Lions team has managed to roll with it, and it is absolute testament to the coaches 
and the way that this staff gets everybody prepared, expecting contributions from everyone on the roster. And that extends all the way to the practice squad guys. Obviously, we've seen practice squad elevations come up, and these guys have got to play major snaps. This team has been as good as anyone that I remember at rolling with injuries and finding ways to get other guys involved. I mentioned that Sam Laporta didn't have a great game. Amon Ross St. Brown did. Last week, Amon Ross St. Brown wasn't even in the game. And Sam Laporta had a nice little day along with Josh Reynolds. There are so many different guys that are contributing in key moments at key times. And a lot of these guys on the Andy list are going to end up coming back and get to see Brian Branch play football. You're going to get to see Pascal back out on the field. The perfectly timed by week in week nine could be a harbinger of good things to come for guys coming back and getting back on the roster after that game against the Raiders, getting ready for a November push into the second half of the season. It has been something to see, and I think credit where credit is due, the coaches have done a phenomenal job at making sure that that next man up philosophy cliche that everybody talks about is an actual thing in Detroit. They're getting the most out of the talent that they have, and they have the talent. Thank you, Brad Holmes, for making sure that this roster is stocked from the reserves all the way up through the starters with guys that can get it done. It's been something to see. You obviously, don't want it, you don't want it to be the tale of your entire season losing guys each week, but every team does, and not every team can respond the way that the Lions have. And I'll close this week's About Last Game with the fact that this is the week, according to all the chuckling, chattering, talking faces on national media, that the conversation truly changed about the Detroit Lions. The entire week leading up to the Tampa Bay game, in the NFC, it was the Niners, it was the Eagles, then there was some dead space, then it was the Lions and some other squads. And nobody is doing anything but crowing about the fact that Detroit maybe needs a seat at the big boy table now that everybody in the NFC who matters is 5-1, and one, and they are playing strong ball. Their quarterback is playing at an amazing level. I just mentioned all the injuries. They don't miss a beat. Guys get hurt. They go out. Someone else steps up. They just keep rolling. Got a real test ahead at Baltimore. But everybody has gone from, I need to see the Lions prove it. I need to see them live up to the hype to, the Lions are... And I heard this enough times in the first two days of the week to verify it. Super Bowl contenders. Over and over again. This is the quote from the guys at ESPN and the guys at Fox Sports. Guys with all of the website hits. Super Bowl contenders. This was the week that the conversation about the Lions changed nationally. A lot of season left. All fall apart, but there's no reason to think that this team built with these guys coached by this coaching staff, is going to let anybody down. There's going to be adversity throughout the season. Obviously, we've already seen some. But man, oh man, it is going to be weird to get used to people talking about Lions like a real live grown-up franchise. That absolutely started this week. By the way, going back to my wish list, really cool to see all that Honolulu blue and silver in the stadium. Other fan bases are going to get real tired of Lions fans taking over their town because it's just going to keep happening. Really, really. All right, that's it for me. Uh, you can find me at the Michael Gray on uh, all the social medias. In fact, I added Blue Sky this week, threads, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook, all the places at the Michael G-R-E-Y. Please subscribe to the channel. Hit that notification bell. Be a part of that. That's what helps make this whole machine go. 
and we'll see you later this week. Let's bring it here together. Lions on three. One, two, three. Lions! You've had enough of that shit.